You are a part of the lucky 10,000 with your hosts, Evan and Emily. Season 2, Astrophysics. Hey guys, this is Evan. Oh, hi, I'm Emily. <laughs> and this is the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than realizing you don't know nearly as much about something as you thought you did. Well, yeah, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Zero things. And uh, we would just like to thank Stitcher and Podbean for having us and hosting us. Thank you. We would also like to thank, I just found out after we recorded the first new episode, that the Tangent Bound Network still has us on there. Thank you. They never let us go. So we are also a part of the Tangent Bound Network, and we would like to say thank you to them. We would love to hear from you. If you want to leave us a five-star review on Stitcher, iTunes, or Podomatic, you can absolutely do that, and we will read whatever you say on the air, good or bad. And we would like to extend the invitation to you to email us and tell us that you love the show, tell us that you hate the show, tell us that we're stupid, tell us that we've made mistakes, to lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Our Twitter at lucky underscore 10k and our Facebook group page, The Lucky 10,000. Emily, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm really thankful that you do the social media email <laughs> things because I just wouldn't know what they are. Yeah, I've tagged your Twitter and all the most recent Lucky 10,000 posts and mm. you probably... No, haven't seen them. And we made this joke on my other podcast, the mm. Bearded Ones podcast, part of BeardedPodsNetwork.com. Featuring, no, we're not uh, going to repeat jokes. No, <laughs> no they are never. all banished. Never. Uh, I made this similar joke that I, Jason posts a decent amount on the Bearded Ones Twitter, but usually when a new episode comes out or I want to just shill for something, I'll post on our Twitter. So lately, I've been having the most schizophrenic Lucky 10,000 slash Bearded Ones uh, conversation ever because I'll post something on Lucky 10,000 about, oh my God, we're getting ready to premiere our first new episode in a year and a half. Who's excited? I'll log out, I'll go to the Bearded Ones Twitter, log in, find that post, like it, retweet it, and then answer, oh my God, I can't wait. We we love you guys. That's messed up. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But you know what else makes you schizophrenic, Emily? String Astrophysics theory. and string theory. Oh, bum, 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 bum. Yes, yeah, But you know what? Theory. Before we get into that, oh, I would what? like to ask you something. I want to ask you, and this may end up in the episode, this may not. But um, we're both slightly politically minded. Yes. Um, let's just say, for the sake <laughs> of argument, that the current presidential situation is not a thing. Okay. How would you feel about Oprah for president. Oprah for president? Yeah. You know, she's been talking about Yeah, no. People think she's gonna run. No. Okay. Like if are I you saying the like same way. if this presidency hadn't happened, yeah. would I be down for Oprah for president? Yeah. I mean probably. But if this presidency is like any kind of cautionary tale, that means that anyone who doesn't have political experience should Probably not be in the presidency. I'm glad you said that because I think it's easy to get caught up in the whole, oh, I like her. She's smart. Yeah, no. and she'd be the first black female president. That'd be amazing. No. But then you're like, yeah, but she doesn't, she's never governed. She can run a great company. TV studio, yeah. a great company. Well, hey. She can run a TV show like no one else. And you could kind of say the same thing about our current president. Correct. He got successful on TV. So... 
I'll just leave Oprah to like do her own thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's but Kamala I still Harris. But lo- I still love you, Oprah. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing against Oprah as a person. Yeah. Just we don't want yet another sort of reality star TV person yeah. to be. What makes you ask this question, Evan? I was just thinking about it the other day, and I never asked you about it. Oh, and look I at us. And I also want people to get to know you a little better. Look at us, being friends. Yeah, right? Aww. Aww. String theory. Fucking oh. sucks. I'm kidding. Um, This is the thing about... What I'm learning through the course of this podcast, and we're only at episode two. First off, when we sat down and divvied up everything we wanted to talk about with astrophysics, what I didn't realize, obviously they're all interconnected. Yeah. But when you look at the list of things we're talking about, it's all like, in order to talk about this thing, I need to know. I need to know about that. Everything thing else that we're going to talk about five episodes from now. Like I researched relativity. I did too. Like boo. Yeah, and I knew a little bit. And this is my problem too. I think just and and I'm not regretting it because this is an opportunity to learn. I regret it. Is, you should. You should regret any dealings with me you've ever had. Correct. Um, but this is the thing. I'm I'm excited because I want to learn something. But it's going to be a bit of a struggle sometimes because yeah. I I like the fact that we're doing string theory as sort of a sister podcast to parallel universes because they are all connected. Yeah. And I thought I kind of understood string theory. I was like, okay, it's molecules that appear in two places at once and they're connected and blah, 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 blah. I knew nothing. Well, just based on what you just said, maybe you're going to teach me a lot more <laughs> than I think I know about string theory. Well, and uh, a lot of times what we would do on the previous iteration of Lucky 10,000 was mm-hmm. one person would research one aspect, one person would research the other. With a subject like this, we have dis- we decided that we were going to both research everything we could because if we end up overlapping with our information, it also is just going to be us helping each other try and understand what the fuck we're talking about. Try to about. make each other not look so silly. I mean, there's nothing stopping that now. Correct. But, so look at it like, the, I, we may have the, we're just regular Joes, just like you, the Joes listener out there. Joes and Josephines. Yeah, yeah. Re- regular androgynous peoples. Yeah. Just trying to figure things out. And so, Joe and and and. Jogenous people. Yes, and and Jogenous people. And so if you're like us, you're sitting there listening to this podcast, just imagine you're chilling out with your average intelligence friends trying to work out what the fuck string theory is. I kept thinking that I we shouldn't be doing this as I was researching. I was yeah. like, we, we should have gotten an astrophysicist. <laughs> uh, who, what astrophysicist do I know that can help out? I even like tried to make Neil deGrasse Tyson... Like talk more about string theory, yeah. and he just doesn't. I was just no, like he doesn't. making the internet make him talk. I was like Neil deGrasse Tyson string theory, yielding no results. Neil deGrasse Tyson string theory, <laughs> still yielding no I'll results. I'll tell you though what I learned from my research. Yes, we can start here because this is kind of a fun place to start. Tell me, is that I thought Neil deGrasse Tyson was all in about string theory. Me too, because he's an astrophysicist, and what he's it proves, not. He does not, and his problem is most people's problem with it, and it's to the point where like. You get to see, like you have an idea of jocks in a locker room after a football game giving each other shit like dudes do. Gross. Yeah. Well, not literally giving each other. Oh, oh, that's no. not what they yeah. do. It. Okay, well. Don't I mean, go, they might. Don't I know, go to I've, girls' I've never, locker room. I've never that's... been in a real man's locker room, oh, okay. so I don't, yeah. I don't know. But um, so you, th- you think scientists are above that shit? 
Neil deGrasse Tyson loves to give the string theory people all kinds of shit. I yeah, it's awesome. He's well, I mean, I kind of frankly might agree with him. At the end of my day, I was like, maybe string theory That's, isn't all it's cut out to be. His points are valid, and I think that'll be a good point for both of us to get into towards the end of the discussion. I'm so but excited. I know exactly what you mean, and I agree. So, so I, I kind of, Evan, I have like a history bit about like why we even need string theory. Yes. Before we even figure out what string theory is, I do too. Oh my gosh! Shall we go down memory history Please, lane? Please go for it. Okay. Well. Basically, mm-hmm. what I I came up with or, or found in my research is that there are these two specific regions of theater. Mm-hmm. On one hand, we have quantum physics. Yes. Like quantum field theory. Yes. And then the other side, we have Einstein's theory of relativity. Yes. And... Although they are both awesome and in their own little worlds mm-hmm. make magical sense, mm-hmm. theory of relativity being like huge stuff, planets, gravity, how mm-hmm. everything, everything, black holes, all that works. Yeah. And then quantum field theory, which is like, ooh, how do atoms do their thing and how, yeah. do, how do photons and electrons like move through stuff? It's yeah. so amazing. and. Heisenberg's uncertainty principles, yeah. a lot of great things. Yeah, Walter but White's everywhere. Walter White's everywhere oh yeah heisenberg ha 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 <laughs> i'm I look at my pop my pop what's it called pop culture there it pop is uh, i'm done so we have these two areas of physics yes that like cannot when you bring them together right nothing makes sense right if you make relativity smaller mm-hmm. everything just like goes to infinity and it yes. doesn't matter if you take quantum mechanics and you make it bigger everything just goes like the energy forces get so big and the universe implodes yes so what do we do evan well if you're a person that believes in string theory or at least purports that string theory is a thing you go we need a unified theory we need something to bring all this shit together on a microscopic scale because that's what physicists like doing yes like newton came up with like this unified theory of gravity he invented gravity before isaac newton we were all just floating around we were literally floating yeah no but he was the one who was just like this is what gravity is and this is how it works and it works all the way and works across the board you you can drop two things and it's the same way and it's like if you ask most physicists astrophysicists who the two greatest minds are it's isaac newton and albert einstein i'm gonna find an astrophysicist and uh (laughs) prove you wrong who's the greatest mind in astrophysics there's this hobo that lives outside my apartment his name is me fantastic insights but yeah i mean they still think there's been no one as intelligent as those two guys yeah so for us to go let's solve the problem of Einstein's theory of relativity. It's kind of insane. No, it's it's but it's not insane. I mean, you have you have Newton yes. who is who's figured out gra- how gravity works yes. and then everyone's like, "Oh, I get it. It's this gravity yes. thing and it works everywhere all the same yes. no matter what. This is what it is." And then you know, then we have like quantum mechanics and mm-hmm. relativity that show up, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "This is great," but we still need, we still, we still do. 
like if string theory is proven to be wrong, we still need the, a theory that makes it all make sense. Because when we're down right. on the m- molecular level and we're just like, oh, we'll just like forget about gravity for a second. Well, that's not really fair. That doesn't right. really make sense. How does gravity work on the molecular level? Like it still right. exists. So we need to calculate for it or we need to understand how it works. Well, and I, I sort of took a historical uh, like sort of this happened here and this happened here and this yeah. person found this and this person found this tech, which may actually help connect some of these Bring things. Bring it on. Much like string theory <gasps> may connect the X's and the equations of the theory of relativity and gravity. The problem is I write notes for shit, always have, so there's going to be a lot of, so this guy said, Wait, let me turn to this page in my tiny little notebook. I love this. I'm, I want to hear like the flipping of pages. Oh, you will. Add that sound cue in. Add that in. There it is. There's your every time you, I'm gonna I'm gonna record this and then use it as just a regular sound effect every time you know I'm trying to think of what I'm gonna say next. Okay. Oh my god. Um, so first off, I would say the guy that I researched and and read about and watched lectures of the most uh the the ambassador to between the extreme nerdy antisocial doesn't really know how to communicate to dummies like us and us is brian graham evan great minds <laughs> right all right go for it average minds no great minds great minds well and i think he he he's not the the biggest uh 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 expert on it he's not a guy that discovered a lot of things about it but he's a smart guy yeah he's pretty good looking dude knows how to talk in a way that other people understand and that's what you need for people like us to get it now we joke about how quote-unquote dumb we are i'm not a complete moron and neither are you no we're very intelligent people it's just very hard big ideas it hurts my brain it does and so i think like brian green to me especially 10, 15 years ago was the guy that like was the absolute pimp. Those TED Talks. At at the, the TED Talks and he would walk into a convention with like a Ooh. cane and sunglasses and a big hat and he platform wouldn't. shoes. He wouldn't. I'm just saying he could. Evan Hyperbole. Because he was like the the Hugh Jackman, the Tom Cruise of these things. Just Because yeah. usually scientists are not that smooth and you know, to us he's just a slightly regular guy. In, that, in those circles... He's like, what's up, bitches? It's Brian motherfucking that's, Green. That's not what he was like at all. And he was just was like, like a oh nerd. my God, your brain is so big. But He had he, a braid? Uh, yeah, he had oh, a braid. He's I, a Padawan. He said brain, and I heard braid, and I was thinking, <laughs> what 80s TED talk did I miss that his rat tail was not present? But no, no he's that's... A, He's yeah. a Padawan. He's a Padawan learner. Thank you. And, and so I watched his TED Talks. I watched a lot of his lectures. So he's the big name that I'm going to keep referring to throughout this talk. I think that's the talk. only name that I even had in my I list. have others. Uh, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail Evan. about them. I would just say, if you're listening to this, and by the end of this episode, if you're like, I don't know what the fuck these two are talking about. TED Talk. TED Talk. But these are some other names you'll want to look up. Ooh. Theodore Kaluza. <gasps> Uh, he was one of the earliest uh, discoverers and purveyors of string theory. Nice. And that's K A L U Z A. Oscar Klein in 1926. So, this is the problem with my notes. Uh, Evan's so cute. 
My notes literally say, easy to get tiny curled up uh, dimensions. He's probably talking about the curled up dimensions. He's talking about the curled up dimensions. Don't you worry. And the way Brian Greene actually illustrated this, because this is the other thing, it's all about perception. This is all goes back to dimensions. And when you talk about dimensions, well, you know what? I'll get into that in a second. I'll just shout out a couple more names for you to look up. I love this. If you want to uh, research some more about Big Bang Theory on your own. Uh, it's not Amy the Big Manzer. Bang. It's not, it's not the Big Bang Theory. I mean, yeah. It's string theory. Well, Big Bang, too. They're all connected. Whatever. Uh, Amy Mainzer. Uh, it's M-A-I-N-Z-E-R. The female equivalent of Brian Greene because she's hot. And also brilliant. That's all that matters. Leonard Suskind is very important in the I history. I met him too. You met him? No, like in, oh. in my research. Uh, James Gates, he's another one you'll want to take a look at. John Schwartz, these are some of the guys that were, John Schwartz especially and Leonard Suskind were the ones that, uh, excuse me, Michael Green and, and, and John Schwartz were the ones that tried to make string theory mainstream, and for years got shit on for it by the entire scientific community until they found the equation that everyone looked at and said, oh, this might be for real. Yeah. And again, this goes back to what we talked about last week. When you tell me that somebody just writes an equation on a chalkboard, somebody goes, oh, that means there's another universe. I'm like, what? Well, but they it's did not it. just the equation. No. It's like, and that's the, I think that goes back to this unified thing. Like, if yes. I can do, like, y equals mx plus b over yes. here, and then I can do y equals mx plus b, which is simply the equation for finding, like, the slope of a line. That's all that y equals mx plus b do is. You know I didn't what make that I just up. heard coming out of your mouth. Nothing. I know. But if you, like, have that and it can make sense in both places, right. like, it makes sense in calculus, it makes sense in physics, uh -huh. then, like, oh, wow. Like, these are related here. I understand that that means something to someone. I'm It dumb. means absolutely nothing to me. But pretend like it's a magical language <laughs> that they found, like, a common word. Pig Latin? It's like Igpeatinle. I get it now. And they found a common word that, like, shows up in both transcripts. And you're just yes. like, oh, this word's here and this word's here. Maybe that can help me translate. It's like solving a cryptogram. It's literally a cryptogram. Maybe well, not literally. Just but. put it to me that way, and not only will I say math is awesome, I'll go, math can help us find the Zodiac. Correct. Yeah. Crypto quotes. Crypto quotes. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bassman. We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the Bassman. So what else you got? So that's that's we're just getting into the basics. Now we just really need to try and boil all this stuff down. Yeah, I guess where we could go next. So yeah. we know that like we've got relativity. Yes. We know we've got quantum mechanics. Yes. And we need to mush the two together. Yes. So why? So what? So what is string theory? How does string theory mush the two together? 
Are you asking or are you about are you setting up yourself to talk no, about No, I'm asking you. What did you uh, find out? I don't know. But what I will say okay. is that um the whole idea is it's all about dimensions from what I learned. Perfect. And uh the 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 byline of this entire conversation is if you're listening to this and we're just completely fucking wrong, let us know and we'll give you and, and Evan, I will tell you when you're wrong, too, because I am a smart human. I'm kidding. I won't tell you when you're wrong. You're a smart what? Get out of here. Well, yeah, what I found about, like, the dimensions, basically, so what are these stringy things? What is the string of the string theory? Tell okay. me, Evan. Uh, well, <clears throat> if you go inside the smartest, smaller, smartest, the smallest particle mm-hmm. that we think we've been able to find, You've got an atom, you've got electrons, you've got neutrons, and then you can go inside those and find quarks. <gasps> what quarks. string theorists say is that there's something even smaller inside the quark that sort of allows uh, all these things that on their surface can't be combined to be combined, and that these things are circular, they look like constantly vibrating circles and the way brian green describes it because he's good at simplifying this thing is imagine you're playing a cello every time you pluck a string on that cello a frequency comes out that frequency affects the things around it right and those strings are constantly hitting frequencies yeah so as i'm studying all this i'm thinking okay that's interesting how does this fill in the blanks of all this other stuff? And how do we get to parallel universes from this? I don't even know. Well, I think we can get to. Well, I don't know that we can get to parallel universes. I I, I know what. But I think we can get to multi-universes. Yes. Well, that's a great. That's that's a great beginning. So you, you tell me then. Okay. Take up the mantle of the conversation okay. there. Well, yeah. And like the just to like add on those little like vibrating stringies that are inside the quarks, if they in fact are even there. Um, they kind of dictate, like, I'm going to vibrate this way, and that means that this is a proton. And then if I vibrate this way, then that makes an electron. Um, so it's basically like saying, oh, like, you know, if I have a a pot on my stove, Mm -hmm. and I, like, fill it up with, like, this kind of chili in these spices or whatever, it yes. makes a this kind of stew. Or yes. if I like have that same exact pot, which is like the quark, and I put a different kind of soup in there, it makes a different kind of soup. Yes. Um, so the, the, the strings, as they vibrate, just like make the different soup. They basically are just like, oh, this is the dish that we will be today. We will be an electron. Right. We'll be a proton. We will be a neutron. We will be whatever. Um. And some string theorists think that there's a thing called a graviton yes. that can be made. Yes. And that would help explain the relativity bit. Absolutely. Help bring relativity into quantum mechanics, saying like, ooh, if you have a, gra- a gravitron, then the gravitron, I hope I'm saying that right. I think you I are. am. Then if I have a gravitron here with these molecules too that we just can't see. Oh, wait. We're not talking about transformers? Then no, you're saying it tra- incorrectly. I am gravitron. Watch me prove a theory about multiverses. <laughs> is Damn Gravitron you is Gravitron really a, a no? Megatron <sighs> is, but Gravitron's not. See, you can't make these jokes. I don't get them. <laughs> but the Gravitron, if it's hanging out with these, you know, in in this quark, it's hanging out yeah. in this in this, you know, proton or electron, whatever it is, then that helps kind of determine. 
oh, this is how molecules deal with gravity because yes. this little gravitron that we can't see is there with it too, which is you know a very lovely thing. But no one's ever found the gravitron. Well, that's that'll get into our because every good discussion has to have the the naysayers, and we and can I, get into that. Towards and the I end say nay. Are you saying nay? Nay. Oh, you. Get out of um, here. String theory. Bram, bram, bram. So, uh, oh, wait. These strings are a millionth of a billionth of a billionth of a billionth of a centimeter. Oh, yes. I've got a great. They're small as boo. I've got a great comparison in my notes. Oh, tell me everything. the size flip, flip, of flip, these things. Flip, flip, Hang flip, on. flip, flip. Okay. Imagine. If an atom is the size of our solar system, <gasps> okay, the string inside the atom is the size of a tree. Oh, that's so tiny. It's very, very tiny. Now, you were talking about dimensions. Yes. Brian Greene also talked about dimensions. Yes. And he says that these ideas of these strings vibrating in the quarks yes. can only really mathematically work if we have 10 yes. dimensions. And when we say dimensions, and this is the part where I think some people get confused, myself included, because of all our, especially mine, growing up around pop culture and all this other stuff. The fifth dimension. The fifth dimension. When people say that, we think, oh, this is just a whole other place. But when scientists and physicists are talking about dimensions, they're, they, they're talking about the simplest possible thing. We live in a world of three dimensions. Right. Left, right, back and front, up and down, and then you add time on top of that. Right. It's not a dimension, but it is something in which we know is happening and we live in and we exist It's kind in. of, yeah, like little parameters that say, like, you live here. Yes. And so Brian Greene used the definition to, like, it's all about perception because those are the dimensions we are aware of. But right. we can be fooled. For example, you go see a movie it's two dimensions right. appearing to be three dimensions. Right. I saw him on a talk show, and he did this really cool thing with a slinky. Where he's like, this is, this is the thing about your perception of the way things work. This is what your brain is telling you. He gets a slinky, and he stands up in front of these people, and he stretches the slinky up, and then he drops it. And so everyone's just like, okay, what just happened? He goes, go back and watch it in slow motion. When you watch it in slow motion, when he first dropped the slinky, your brain is telling you that the whole thing fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. When you watch it in slow motion, I'm not the ready. bottom of the slinky stays in the exact same place. It doesn't move until the top of the slinky hits it and knocks it down to the ground. Gross. Your perceptions. Uh, he used another example of a cable. If you look out your window, mm -hmm. you see a phone line or an electric cable. To you, it looks like this one-dimensional tiny thing. If you're an ant on that cable, that's when we get into the circular dimensions within the dimensions. So, using that equation that the Schwartz and Green guys found, yeah. not David Green, but Michael Green, uh, they figured out somehow, pff, don't fucking ask me how, but that string theories exist in a perception that we just simply aren't aware of because they're so small. Yeah. And these are adding all these other dimensions. Now, you want to talk about the 10 dimensions. One of the biggest uh, occurrences in the world of string theory believers came in 1995 from a guy named Ed Witten. 
Ooh, and this is why Ed string theory. Witten. Yeah. Okay, tell me. And he, by the way, is the exemplifier of awkward uh, non-social I scientist. love that like you watched like so many interviews <laughs> like your POV is like I'm gonna like look at interviews and like see these people as like they're real people <laughs> and I like was only reading articles and well, articles and like and I'll tell read- you what the difference is I'll tell you why I'll tell you why this is the way it is I can't read articles my brain goes yes, you can. words I don't want to pay attention to those <laughs> I'll start it I'll get about a paragraph in that's why I haven't Words. read an actual novel no. in, I haven't sat down to read a novel in literally years. Season three of the uh, <laughs> the Lucky 10,000, Emily and Evan Evan's re- Book Club. <laughs> hey. We read a book a week. You know oh, what? no, that is not going to happen. <laughs> we read some bits of books periodically. I mean, it depends on the book. Uh, we read only comic books oh, every okay. now and then. <laughs> Choose your own adventure? Choose your own adventure? Camp? No. Not allowed. God damn it. Only thick, dense books. Oh, I have a book that we should read. Oh, yeah, please. It's String Theory in a Nutshell by Elias Karitsis. And it is, you know, String Theory in a Nutshell. It's only 608 pages long. <laughs> That's, the, That's the nutshell of I String I found theory. this. I was like, mm, String Theory in a Nutshell book. Maybe I can get it on an E. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, I don't have time pages. to read this for next week. <laughs> That's a nutshell that would have the biggest nut ever in it. And it's called string theory. And it would take you forever to eat that nut. Gross. You know what? I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut about fucking string theory. Well, so what this guy did. Dimension. Sorry. Sidetracked. There was a big, we both are going to be very guilty of that throughout the year. If you can't handle people to get sidetracked easily, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Please stay. Click, 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 Don't go. Come back. Um. So he Sometimes people call string theory M theory. Oh yeah, I just that's I where ran it comes across from. that too. Because okay. Ed Witten, uh, through whatever magic he he put forth, uh, math magic. Well, no, that may okay. Be, no one quite. I'll, I'll say that in a second. I can't wait. Uh, sidetracked. Um, he blew people's minds with adding one more dimension to the ten dimensions that people thought string theory could could illuminate and that which we'll talk about later is how we actually get to the multiverse and parallel <gasps> universes okay but okay the m no one quite knows what it stands for because he's an odd dude and he doesn't want to say that and is he the talks weirdest like this hi my name is edwin and we should link in the do we have a, a description well this is of where most video? of my sources come from this stuff yeah. anyway there is a great national geographic documentary all about string this. theory um and they 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 really boil and brian green hosts it and, yes. they, and they really boil a lot of stuff down and Good. make it a lot easier to understand and they interview ed Witten because a lot of the people that were 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 leaders in string theory are still alive you know yeah. these people like the the Schwartz and Green guys started working on this in the seventies, yeah, and didn't really get taken seriously until eighty five. So they're still around and they can talk about it, which is pretty yeah. fascinating. I love it. So yeah, that was a big thing. So now string theorists think that there are that string string theory it, it encompasses eleven dimensions, right. Right. Okay. So there are eleven dimensions. Yes. And these dimensions are like curled up. Yes. 
tiny little things. Yes. I read somewhere that it was also, you could think about it like a carpet. Yes. Like a carpet is like, I walk around it and it's soft and squishy. Yes. But like if I get down to it, I can mm-hmm. see like all of these like swirls and like puffy mm-hmm. dews that are in there. Um, so that's like carpet, w- wire, all that stuff. And if we have 10 or 11 mm-hmm. extra dimensions, what I was, when I was watching some Brian Green stuff, he was talking mm-hmm. about how all of those um, dimensions can kind of like overlap on each other. Yes. So like they kind of look like a blooming flower yes. or like a little origami or basically like a piece of like crunched up piece of paper yes. that you like uncrunch and it's like still kind of a ball, kind of an orby thing, but has little pokey doos on it. Yeah. And so basically in that little blooming flower origami mess of crumpled up dimensions that could do different magical things, the quark... Not the quark. This is inside the quark. The string basically vibrates around that thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what that shape is. Right. We don't know what the shape of all 10 or 11 of those dimensions is. Right. Which is where so much speculation comes in. And again, we'll get to the naysayers later. Yeah. But yeah. So it's it's really fascinating and it's really confusing. And you know, I mentioned the Big Bang earlier. There are some people that believe that string theory can explain <gasps> possibly <gasps> where the Big Bang came from. Bum, bum, bum. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We should do Big Bang next week then. You think? Or should we... Just change the... We were going to do black holes, but maybe we should just keep going on a on a weird trajectory. You know what? Maybe we should. Let's do it. The connectivity of string theory leads us coincidentally mm. to the Big Bang Linking. on our own podcast. Like a little thread leading us through the maze mm-hmm. to the Minotaur. A dimension of sight. A dimension of sound. A dimension of seeing dead people. I see dead people. I see string theory. Look, pop pop culture again <laughs> coming out of my mouth. The string sense. So when I was talking when I was talking with my friend Brian Green, you mm-hmm. know, on his TED Talk. Oh, yeah, I was calling him, too. In fact, I think you called while I was on the phone like, with him. Hey, boo. And I heard him go, hang on, it's my call waiting. And then he came back and went, ugh, it's uh, Emily. I have to take this. <laughs> and then, then you said, wait, you have call waiting? I'm confused. Where, <laughs> yeah. what, what century are you from? <laughs> oh, because of time travel and string theory, I, I'm in 1995. That's where he lives. Um, that's how we call him. Do we, we can test for str- well, Brian thinks that yes. we can test for string theory. I can tell you how. Please tell me Do how. Do you know? I kind of have an idea, but I'm not quite sure. Okay, well, God, it's it's one of, this, one of the reasons why this kind of stuff is so hard to talk about is because there's so much of it. And you want to boil it down to point A leads to point B leads to point C. But we never can because it's science. It's so difficult to do. Yeah. So what I learned about and again, this is an older documentary, so something may have come out since then. And if you know of a better way of trying to test string theory, then please let us know. But it goes back and to... we'll do it. We'll the, do the tests. It goes back to the thing you brought up, the gravitons. Ooh, okay. But I don't want to get to that oh, okay. until we talk about just sort of the general ideas of what... Because we've talked about what people think the strings are and yeah. where they are. Yeah, yeah. What are the implications for a bigger, broader understanding of the universe? Okay. Are you going to answer this? Do you want to try? Well, I can talk a little bit. I feel like I've been talking way more than you have. I don't think so. so. I think I've been yammering on. (laughs) No, no, please. Well, 
Wait, it kind of gets what I from what I perceived. It kind of gets back to that origami or that like flower shape yes. of the of inside the cork. Like yes. we have all these dimensions curled up, straight up living in our cork. The string vibrating all around mm-hmm. it. If it vibrates over here, then it's like, oh, this is an electron, and then oh, in this other quark, it vibrates over here, so that means it's a proton. Cool. But again, we don't know what that shape of that origami yes. flower is, and. At first, they were like, oh, there are five or six of these. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can like we can test these. It'll be easy. We just like look at a shape. Oh, that doesn't work. Look at a shape. That doesn't work. Look at a shape. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then shapes kept coming and mathematical shapes just like people were like, well, what about this shape? And what if they look like this? And what if it looks like this? And what if it looks like this? So we now have infinite amount of shapes that could be inside each quark. Yeah. And there's like no way to test for that because right. we don't know. Ain't nobody got the time to go like uh, test 152 right. shape. <laughs> so 1,000,000,407. Like that. No, <laughs> we don't have time for that. But Brian Greene, at least from a, a interview I watched mm-hmm. with him, said that that could imply mm-hmm. that when Le Big Bang happened, yes. that each one of those shapes is valid. Whoa. Like these infinity of like dimensional shapes. Yeah. It could be somewhere in the world. Yes. Like it could be somewhere in the universe and probably is somewhere in the universe. Right. And that makes the physical reality of those universes true. So mm-hmm. going back to our multiverse theory, mm-hmm. that like Alice in Wonderland world where it's like, oh, in this universe, we could be walking upside down. In this yeah. universe, we are just a pile of like mush. That's why accidentally, this is a perfect sister podcast for the first episode. Yeah. So we like so kind of string theory, if it if it's valid or if it's even testable, because you know it's kind of not really testable. To, I mean, right. well, I can sit here and say that because there's an infinite amount of um. Like because there's an infinite amount of cat hair <laughs> on Evan's uh, couch, like my couch. Um, Do you have a cat? Uh, well, I had a cat growing up, and there was just cat hair everywhere. Mm. My mother, a meticulous cleaner, and yet cat hair uh, everywhere. Yeah, you see that little lint thing next to you? Yeah, no, it works pretty well. Doesn't work enough. Not enough for a white cat. Um, but, like, because there's infinite amount of cat hair over there, then that means they're infinite universes. Yes. I can say that. Absolutely. But that doesn't make it testable or true. Until. Oh, Evan, <laughs> break my heart. Break your heart. Yeah, you're going to break my heart about string theory. My heart only no, has one love. Actually, it's science. If you want to believe string theory, this will I actually do. stimulate your heart. Clear. String theory, clear. <laughs> Goes back to Mr. Edward. Oh, I'm, not Edwin. And I just wanted to tell you the most exciting news you've ever heard. There are 11 dimensions, and that proves <laughs> that there's string theory. M theory. You know what the M stands for? Nobody knows. Because he says it could be magic, it could be mystery. No one knows. And he's still alive. Isn't it mother being... of all theories? Could be. That's what I would say. Could be motherfucking. No, it, not, it's Edwin, not that. And here's my motherfucking string theory. Um, But... The what what the eleventh dimension of strings does, based on what I saw, and I could be misunderstanding this. If I, I am, bet you're call not. me a dick and set me straight, because up to this point we've been talking about the strings in these vibrating circles. Yes. What Ed Witten proposed <gasps> with his with his extra dimension is 
if you could you can undo these strings and then expand them and with enough energy they can be the size of a universe what in actuality sort of containing a universe evan and what that does is when that string expands it ceases to be a string and it now becomes a membrane <gasps> a large three-dimensional object and the way they describe it is imagine that we are living in one membrane okay, okay? This membrane is a slice of bread in a loaf of bread. This is amazing. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. Therefore, every other slice is another dimension, another membrane. So, basically, what you're telling me is that we're here living where we live in the universe. Yes. And we're able to look at little things like quarks and mm-hmm. and stuff, and we see little strings inside there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, hi, little string. What's up? You dictate what this, like, mm-hmm. atom will become once it's when you're vibrating, mm-hmm. if you're, in fact, in there. But you're saying that we could also have those exact same strings that are, con- like, that are stretched out and create the macro universe that we know? Yes. And here's uh, a theory. Okay. A theory about where the Big Bang comes into You're going to have to cut out all of my like, oh, uh, because <laughs> no, it's, I like it. it's I ridiculous. Make, I want to make it a, I want to make it a soundboard for the bearded ones. Gross. Um, so here's where the Big Bang maybe, possibly comes into it. How did I not find this in my research? I'm just because mad. I watched a National Geographic documentary. Oh, you're right. You did. You're right. You're better than me. All right. <laughs> On YouTube for free. Um, Ooh. Support National Geographic. I didn't, but support it. You should. Uh, you, should you absolutely should. <laughs> we'll we'll donate to them later. We won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, we probably won't. Click, 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 click. Come How back, National you? Geographic click, fans. Click, click. Come back. Okay. So a lot of science, and one of the reasons that faith and science battle so much about this is because religion says you can't get something from nothing. There are a lot of scientists and physicists out there that also say, you're probably right. We can't get something from nothing. We're not saying that there was nothing before the Big Bang. We just want to find out what that is. We just want to find out what that is. What if, what if we're not the first universe that has existed that these membranes have actually been around in their own planes of existence for millennia, billion, more than that, billions and billions, zillions of years, and that we are but one of many, and that each universe is created when the rare occurrences happen, <gasps> where the two membranes, the <coughs> parallel universes, <coughs> collide, <coughs> just like the cold spot we talked about last cold week. Cold spot! Creating a new universe now that still doesn't answer the question: Where did all those universes start? But, but it could answer the question: How did we get here? This is amazing because if we have these like gigantic membranes, yes, that are controlling or di- not controlling, but like dictating or like being like, "Hey, the guess what? Of our this world. is yes. where you live. Like yes. this is the reality in which you are existing." Yes then that would make sense as to, like, why the planets do this. Yes. And it could also make sense as to, like, why little bit. So are you telling me also <laughs> that inside those little baby quarks, there are little baby strings that are vibrating everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could those vibrating strings also have universes inside of them? I don't know. Uh, Who knows? That's, a, that's an amazing thought. 
What if it's like an infinity loop of tinier and tinier things? My brain is leaking out of my ears right now. I can now. see it. Please don't let it get on my carpet. Um, this is fantastic. Going back to Einstein, okay? So if you look at spatial sort of gravity, right? Yes. Imagine that, and this is how string theory, and I'm doing this in a very paraphrasy rough way. I love connects it. Connects to what Einstein purported, because Einstein was the one who went, okay, we have gravity on Earth. That's confirmed. Yeah. But what about outside of the Earth? How does the moon come around the stay next to the earth how right. does the how does the sun how does the earth revolve around the sun right. so if you imagine say the gravity in space is a sheet of paper let's yes. just say you know exactly it's where like i'm a going li- like think about like a little bed sheet yes i think about that because it's yes. a little more flexy but yes. like yes like a bed sheet or something yes. go ahead evan tell no, me no no say it you're 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 gonna say exactly what i was gonna no, say yeah like we're like evan and i are holding a bed sheet right now yes. and one of us like drops a basketball yes onto the sheet the sheet's going to like, yeah. and then if we drop like a bowling ball, the sheet's mm-hmm. going to go, mm-hmm. and if we put like a little like wiffle ball, it's going to go, mm-hmm. um, and if you've ever seen like those machines, not a machine, but those things like at, at the Walmart that you can put the coin the in, coin and spinner. it spins, yeah. Evan, I'm doing research on black holes <laughs> for like a future podcast, and I was just like, think about those little coin thingies. Well, uh, those only stop minds. and get smaller and go into the hole because yeah. there's nothing stopping them and holding them there. Right. If there were a big ball in the middle of that thing, they would at least fall into the ball, so that's a bad analogy. Explosion. But it basically think about the Earth is the bowling ball we've dropped in the middle of the sheet. Yeah. And now it has started this dip and circling around. Yeah. You put a smaller ball on the outside of that, it's going to spin around, and that's why Einstein came up with the literal bending of space and time. Space-time bends around objects with mass. Yes. If an object has mass, space-time is going to just bend around it. Because he basically is saying there's not nothing there. Right. Right. There is, like, space-time has, like... A th- it, it's, there's it's, a thing. We can't necessarily feel it ourselves, but right. we feel gravity every day and don't think that we feel it. Yeah. Or, like, we feel the wind on our faces and we see it in the trees, but yeah. we can never hold it in our <laughs> hands. Sorry. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. So, um... Where I'm getting at with this is that's what started people with string theory going, yeah, that answers one thing, but how is everything else connected? And where does that force come from? Right? So right. that's how we get to the whole multiverse thing and the possible creation of the Big Bang. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to The Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on The Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something like about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. I, it was funny to me. <laughs> hey, I mean, I enjoyed it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell it. Come anything. on over listen to the Bearded Ones podcast, I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. Come <laughs> um, buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Bearded Pods Network. Now, how do we prove that? Right. Now we get into gravitons. Okay, tell me about gravitons, because I saw gravitons all over my research, and I was like, I can't. I don't even understand. Imagine, and this is the analogy they used in this documentary. 
So basically we're saying, you don't have to listen to this podcast. You can just go watch the No, stop it. No, but listen to us we're instead. We're portable and cute. Yeah, you can listen to us in your car. You can listen to us at the gym. Uh, uh, hey, Emily, say, uh, say uh, string theory really sexily. I will not. How about you say it? <sighs> no, I can't be sexy. I know that. Neither can I. I'm not saying just because you're a woman. Yes, you are. No. Shifty eyes. A little bit. Moving on. Okay, What's I'll a graviton, I'll give it a Evan. shot for all you geeks out there that love the sound of my voice and think I sound sexy. Come and listen to the Lucky 10,000 where you can hear us talk about <gasps> string theory. Mm. And uh, Brian Green never said it like that. So don't go watch him, who actually knows what he's talking about. Listen to us. I can't. You can't listen to us? No, I like you've ruined everything. <laughs> the unlucky ten thousand. The lucky ten thousand. Season two, episode two, and we're done. The end of an era. <laughs> so, gravitons. The way they showed it in in the the special is that you imagine our membrane is a pool table. Ooh. Okay. The pool balls, if you know what you're doing, can never leave that table. They're moving around in that table. But they cannot go on the outside of the table. Yes. But if you hit two balls together, yes. the sound and the vibration that those balls create can expand outside of the table. Also correct. So the graviton particles that are created <gasps> can exist outside of our membrane. Amazing. And the way they tried to test this. Okay. And, it, and at the time of this documentary, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Which is why we will get in just a second to why so many people are like, this is bullshit. Oh, no. But there's a place in New Orleans that called the rising sun. Um, it's called Fermilab, and it's an atom smash. It's a building that has a gigantic atom smasher Is it a Large it. Hadron Collider? It's not, but that's what oh. the Large Hadron Collider basically is. Okay. And it does the same thing. Because I found something about a Large Hadron, Hadron Collider. We may be about to say the exact same thing. I though. doubt it, because I think you're doing something different. And well, I'm this, on your train. This is what they do. They take hydrogen atom and mm -hmm. they zap it with an immense amount of electricity. Yes. To the point where it strips the electrons away. Ooh. And then they send the protons zooming around this <gasps> four-mile circle, very much like the Hedron Collider. Nice. Their objective is, at some point, and, and they brush past each other sometimes, they bump into each other sometimes. What they're trying to do is get them to do a head-on collision. Bush. And what will happen, hopefully, when they have this head-on collision, is they'll explode and all the normal particles you would see will stay here. But then they'll see the gravitons lift up out of that explosion and disappear. Not just go somewhere and dissipate, but literally go from one plane of existence to another. Yeah, Brian, uh, our good friend, Uncle Brian, Brian. <laughs> Uncle B, was talking on another interview that I was watching about also colliding particles into each other, but like when the energy dissipates. So this mm -hmm. might have been probably before about the same thing. or whatever, because uh, he might have been like, Oh, energy. And then later he was like, yeah. no, it's gravitons. Oh, I was an idiot <laughs> before. Um, but when he talks about like when the energy dissipates, mm -hmm. because there is the uh, conservation of energy, mm -hmm. you know, like energy going into a collision should be the same as the energy coming out of it. Mm -hmm. If they can calculate that by smashing these two particles together, that the energy is 
different, yes. is lesser after the collision, right. then that means that the energy had to go somewhere. Yes. And where did it go? Into one of the other dimensions that are curled up inside the quarks. And just imagine if they all go into the same dimension every time they do this. So there's a dimension somewhere where people are just sitting with all these exploded atoms all around the place. Just like, going, stop oh. it! They're like in a giant ball pit. Just all the time, like, where Blue? are these things coming Blue? from? It's Blue? like just a giant hailstorm yeah. of pieces of atoms all the time. It's horrible. I would hate it. Yeah. That's going to start the it. war that's going to end our dimension. Because when they find out where they come from, they're going to do a stargate and come over here and be like, fucking stop. You're the weirdest. I you know. know that they're not dimensions, dimensions. Like, they're not real humans living there. They could be. No. The way they describe the membranes. Okay, you're right. You're right. In the mem- So if, if. Those little folded up origami. If the gravitons are going to another membrane, they are going to another dimension. See, I where took people it. People like you and me may exist. I took it that the gravitons were going to the other dimension that were inside the folded up origami uh-huh. parts inside uh-huh. the quarks. No, they what they and mean they going is that literally going oh. to another membrane. Oh, see, in my in my Hadron Collider conversation, they were just talking about the energy going to, like, one of the other dimensions and just proving that, well, like, you, oh, there are other dimensions. You may actually be more right than I am. I doubt it. I think the Hadron Collider came after Fermilab. Oh, well, And maybe. they discovered the God Particle at the Hadron Collider, but I can't remember what the God Particle was. I, I Every time you said God Particle, I kept thinking you were going to say the Godfather, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm confused. <laughs> Come here, I can prove to you that there's another dimension plane if exists on another membrane. But you're going to have to do a favor for me. Godfather <laughs> fans going away. Click, click, click. Click, 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 click. When I think God Particle, I think God just like finished a sandwich and there's like a little piece of food in his beard. And Jesus is like, yeah, God, you got you got something on your... He's like, oh, oh, sorry. Flicks it off. And then it's God the God Particle. particle. Well, the God Particle falls off his face and ah, creates a universe. Poof. He, this is all an accident because God's a sloppy eater. And that's the membrane that we live on. That yes. piece of toast. <laughs> We're rye bread. Gross. Hey, they kept saying loaves of bread on the thing. So. <laughs> and you like had to go to the store and get yourself some toast. Yeah, You're like, my God. We're getting some bread We're tonight. We're cannibals. Ah. So all that is fascinating. I think it's amazing. I love the research you did. But now we have to get into the negatives. And uh, I hate to say it, but Neil deGrasse Tyson, man, is sort of the captain of the good ship negative. See, I listened to him. uh, He has another pod. He has a podcast. Star Talk. Star Talk. I was listening to a little Star Talk like you do. Um, do. I was hopping around. And yeah, he was just talking about how like gravity. Hopping around like an electron in the Hedron Collider. Oh my (laughs) gosh, we're science nerds. (laughs) But we, he was talking about, like, okay, well, like, gravity's a theory, mm-hmm. and relativity's a theory. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all theories that we're doing. What uh, what string theory is, is a hypothesis. Yes. Because, you know, for something to, like, really be a theory, it needs to be tested yes. and, like, gone through some rigorous yes. study. And you kind of can't really do that with string theory. If... At least what we know If right the now. whole Graviton thing panned out, then maybe. But even as of this documentary, they'd been doing it for a while, and all the people doing it were just like, eh, we, we haven't seen him yet. Right. And that's the problem. Uh, when I saw an interview with him, he was at a lecture, and someone asked him a question about, about string theory. And his response was basically, I've been asking these guys for 20 years. Oh. How, how are they? 
on on the whole thing. And they go, we're going to have it in five years. It's like for the last 20 years. So I think his problem is it's not that he doesn't believe it's possible. It's just at some point you have to go, there's no evidence yet. Yeah. We're not. We don't seem to be close to. And to be fair, even though he is an astrophysicist, string theory is not his expertise. Right. So he may be waiting for something that's unrealistic. He only is looking at it through his own prism. But it's just like you said last week. The difference between faith and science is proof. Yeah. That's why I can't necessarily believe in religion or faith because a religious person, you know, would look at an atomic explosion. And go, well, instead of looking into this and finding out what made it, I'll just go, this is a sign from a higher power. I've answered my own question. Ha. <sighs> but right, someone who's yeah. a scientist would go, I don't know what this was. Let's, Let's investigate. Yeah. Let's find out. The, the see the tangible, physical evidence of this thing. Yeah. And so far, string theory is almost complete fantasy. Yeah. And there's... um. Yeah, um, there was something that you said that sprung something into my mind, and now it is completely gone. Mm, it's gone like, like a graviton in gone a hedgehog like collider. Gone like a graviton. Maybe, so, yeah. you're, maybe the idea that you just had, maybe every time we lose a thought, it goes to, to our another dimension. It goes to our parallel universe person, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's kind of what, like, deja vu. Sometimes I feel like deja vu is just like me saying like, hey, you're good. We're on the right track. I've actually heard a uh, an explanation of deja vu before. But you, can't, say it. you can't relive it right now? No. Because that would be too vuja day. Uh, it's, I heard someone say once that they believe deja vu is just your brain synapses. Some of them are a little bit slower than others. So you take something in. And then you almost take it in again. Right. So you're like, oh, this is so familiar. But yeah, it's because your brain just told you, oh, you ate that same scoop of ice cream. And then your brain says, hey, you just ate the same scoop of ice like, cream. Oh, I've done this before. <laughs> like, no, you you literally. Like, literally. Like, yeah, that's, you just slower. did that the yeah. one time. Yeah, someone, I had, took a neuroscience class in college and they 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 explained it the similar way that like you like scan around and you yeah. like see an old lady cross the street but it doesn't yeah. go into your like conscious brain and then when you come back around you're like there's an old lady crossing the street i knew this was going to happen i think that you know it's way too early to talk about what other seasons would be but maybe one season should be the brain just, just deja the brain. vu just deja vu no we were talking about neil and we could, and we, how- could do, oh, we could do 10 Tell episodes me. about deja vu and every episode would just be the same recorded episode that <laughs> would be the ultimate <laughs> punk for our podcasters. Yeah. I love it. Do it. Erase this. Edit this out and we will never tell anyone about it. Um no, you were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson about how things can't be proven. Oh yeah. Here it is. I think. Uh-huh. And I think other string theorists think this too that we've asked too much of string theory. Right. We said, string theory, can you please unify relativity and right. quantum field mechanics? Can you please? Pretty please. And then it was like, oh, I don't know. I'll try. And so we've just been like trying to make it work mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah, I mean, 20 years, It's like watching years. someone catch a fish and then asking them to catch a whale. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then that's but how you might. get Captain Ahab. And because the human brain is wired to be fascinated by what it doesn't understand, we're going to keep searching. Yeah. The problem is we'll probably never know the answer in our lifetime. This may be true. Again, unless the same alien that came last week 
travels through light speed again, comes back and goes, here's string theory, y'all. Here you go. Please, alien, come back to us. He takes a cow. He ainly probes someone. And, and off he, we go. And then he... <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. So, yeah. Um, the only defense I have heard, because even the string theorists admit this is the one, this is the huge chink in our argument, is we don't have any proof. Yet. Yeah, and again, like, there's really no way to right. prove it. Like, oh, let me, like... Prove to you that there's this membrane that we that we live on that dictates things. Right. Like we know that space time exists. We yes. know that it curves around things, and that's yes. how gravity goes. But that's it's not like, going to cut it. We don't actually know for sure that there are black holes, but we can observe the areas of right. space that you can't see anything and where stuff is getting sucked into them. Oh, man, I cannot wait for this it's, black hole episode. I got so much good black oh, hole good. information. Good. I was a little proactive this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. But we're gonna do Big Bang next. We're week. gonna do. Well, you we'll do. Well, scrap I'm, all your I black have, hole stuff. I have a black hole in my like black hole knapsack that I will bring with me when we get to it. Very nice. The only thing I've heard from the string theorists, one of the main reasons they keep doing it though, and you should get this more than I can because I still can't wrap my head around it. Yes, is you the can. Math. If the equation works out, there can't be nothing there. Is basically their argument. Right. And I think that the equation is probably helpful. Like I think in I'm going going through my notes. And I think I think it's helped them with uh like cosmology has had advances, like quantum mechanics has mm-hmm. has had advances because mm-hmm. kind of what what I saw most recently is that when we talk about relativity, we'll talk about this, but Einstein kind of envisioned himself as he was, like, riding on a train. He envisioned himself, like, what if I could, like, ride along with, a pr- with like, a photon, like a, a particle of light? What if I could ride along with it at the speed of light? And that's kind of, like, that thought. Like, it, you can't actually do that. No. Like, you can't, like, oh, no, you die. Like, you can't. Right. You can't do that. But because he was able to have this like thought experiment, he w- it unlocked some doors that he was able to like walk through. Mm-hmm. And some scientists and astrophysicists are using this, and quantum mechanics, uh, quantum mechanic experts are using this idea of string theory to kind of like d- it's a similar thought experiment. Mm-hmm. So just kind of open these doors to be like, well, what if like this equation does hold would how would that solve this other problem over here right ooh now like more doors right. are opening here that don't necessarily rely on string theory being accurate but it makes me think about this in a different way mm-hmm. that doors can open and also when he visualized himself writing the proton he spoke it out loud like this come on ride the train and ride it Come on, ride the train and ride it. What is that? Bow, bow, down, bow, 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 bow. That was a song from the 90s. Come on, ride the train and ride it. Nope, <laughs> nope. Gone over my wow. head. All Have right. I literally been living under a rock? I think so. Please send emails about things that Emily needs to uh, have access to. However, though, this might be a nice little neat bow to put on this whole conversation. Because our good friend from last week, you know, huh? I talked to Uncle Bry too, but I also talked to Uncle Kaku oh. a, a little bit every once in a while. Me- meet you? How do meet I say you. his name? I'd love name? to meet you, meet you. Meet you? Uh, he... I saw a short little YouTube video with him talking about string theory, and if Michu Kako believes it, it's then probably I believe true. it. Uh, fuck Brian Green. It's all about the Kaku. 
I'm kidding. Brian Green's great. Um, you know, he was he was the first person that I heard to talk about the possibility of of string theory leading or something happening before the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I said I wasn't going to research pop culture, but you did. No, not really. But this is something that I noticed as soon as he said it, because he was talking about the way we could. And this is something we're going to talk about in a later episode in much more detail. And this is what I mean with like, you can't talk about one thing without talking about the other things that we want to talk about. Get little thingies (laughs) and everything. Yes. But he was like, okay, if this whole idea of string theory in multiple dimensions exists, there is a possible way to travel from one to the other to see if they're legit. And that is a wormhole. Oh my gosh, no, wormholes. And wormholes are all throughout science We're going to have an episode about wormholes, right? Yeah. Is it just going to be wormholes? Wormholes and time travel, I think. Okay. Uh, we might have to make this like a 24 episode thing. I know, seriously. Too much stuff. Going back to Grandpa Star Trek, uh, the third series in the ongoing, there's Star Trek original series, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Star Trek The Voyage Continues. Star, Star- Trek Voyager. Star Trek so- This Time It's Personal. Star <laughs> yeah, Trek, Star Trek This Time habit. It's Personal. Where it was a whole four seasons of Captain Kirk just fighting a shark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Star Trek, we've run out of ideas, so now we're just going to hang Star out Trek in the Christmas. rec room. The Star Trek Christmas special is fantastic. Merry Christmas, everybody. I... Got you presents. And he opens up the present. That's not a real thing. And uh, he, no, it's not. I thought it was like a like a Star <laughs> Wars. Star, like, well, I know Star that's real, but I didn't know if they were like, real. Star Trek must do it too. Which is why I want to find a wormhole so I can go to a dimension where the Star, Tri- where Star Wars Christmas special doesn't exist. Um, there is one out there that is identical to ours, but the only difference the is only that difference. The, Star Tri- the Star Wars Christmas episode And you'll know it exist. as soon as you enter because everyone's happy. All the time. But um, he also illustrated this whole idea of bending space and time because the whole idea of a wormhole is you talk about light speed. We can't travel at light speed. No way. There's no way we can physically do that that we <gasps> are aware of. But a wormhole actually warps and bends space and time yeah. and connects the two. Ooh. And the way he illustrated this is if you take a piece of paper, you go from one end of the paper to the other, shortest distance between two points is a, is a straight line. When you create a wormhole or you warp space and time to bend on top of itself, so you put a hole in one end of the paper, you put a hole in the other, you put those two holes together, shove Shoot. a pencil through there, that's a ship bending space and time to allow it to go a farther distance without actually having to travel at light speed. Oh my Bob. But it's a, literally like a wrinkle in time. Yes. But a wormhole. I can't wait to see that movie those over twenty twenty. Hey, hey, listen, guys, she likes a wrinkle in time. Yeah, that's a book that I read in seventh grade. Yeah, but it's still a geeky thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, That whole idea, though, the the illustration of bending space and time with a piece of paper. Yeah. It's been in so many movies. Really? TV shows. It happens everywhere. Oh, my gosh. So I just thought that was kind of a fun, like, connect. And I learned, because uh, I remember there was a movie a few years ago called Event Horizon, which was sort <gasps> of a- Which is about black holes. Kind of, yeah. Black holes well, have an ship, event horizon. The sh- black holes do have an event horizon. The I, the plot of the movie was that the ship gets lost in a wormhole, a black hole, <gasps> uh, years ago, which just disappeared, with a crew on it and everything. All of a sudden, it just reappears in space. So these people go to examine it, 
And what they realize is the dimension that over the course of the movie, the dimension this ship went to is basically the equivalent of hell on Earth. Gross! And something has come back with it. So it's basically like The Shining in space. Oh, the good. ship is really creepy. And That's all what you want. Happens. But one of the characters illustrates wormholes with the paper. And I was like, I've seen that somewhere before. So I, I when I saw Michikaku do it, I went to dating back to an early Lucky 10,000 episode <gasps> in the episode where we talk about internet jargon. Carissa brought up a TV, uh, a website called TV Tropes where you can actually go on and list this is a thing Amazing. that happens in a ton of pop culture. And there's been so many times that people do the, let me show you how we can warp space and time with That's this piece of paper. That's awesome. So I'm going to go on there and there. see how many Manic Pixie Dream Girl tropes are there. Oh, there's tons. A million. A million. Well, I think we've covered everything there is to say. Evan, we theory. are now experts mm-hmm. of string theory. And I think we just proved it. I'm pretty sure we just proved it. If you're if you're not sure if string theory exists, I'm going to take a piece of paper. I'm going to do this to it and just fold it. And there you go. String theory. That's it. We just proved it. So we did. Thank sorry, you. Brian Green, for all that work that you did. We took a week and proved everything you've been working your whole life to. You're welcome. Yeah. I will accept my Nobel in the mail. I will not. You'll accept it live? Yes, only live. <laughs> only live. I will be there in person. Well, this was fun. This was great, Evan. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's going well, I think. Big Bang Theory next time? Big Bang Theory next time. Motherfucker. Not the TV show. God no. The actual thing. My I parents would like, love the. I big would bang like a theory. Big Bang to happen in the Big Bang Theory, the show. No, Sheldon. Sheldon's mm. mom. Mm. Everyone so is it Sheldon's mom? No, I, I can't know. remember. I don't watch the show. No, my parents love it. I Kaylee think Coco though. I she think can survive. I think it's good for nerdy people. My parents are nerdy people. They like it. I've heard. Uh, I've heard nerdy people say they feel like it's step and fetch it for nerdy people. Oh. It's a very stereotypical <laughs> representation. Maybe it's good for my parents. Maybe. Maybe. So, here's what you can do for us. If you have enjoyed this show, like we say, five-star review on iTunes or Podomatic or wherever else you can put a review, um, we'll read it on the air regardless of what you say. We'll you do it. You can say, five stars, these guys are a couple of douchebags. We'll be like... Five stars. These guys are a couple of douchebags. We'll read it. We will read it within reason. You can insult us, but, you know, just. Yeah, don't be too mean. Don't be too mean. I'll cry. It doesn't take much. So, um, but what you can really do for us is word of mouth. If you like the show, if you know other people that you think would like the show, tell them about us. Word of mouth helps every podcast, especially the amateur ones. Emily, I'm so glad we got to do the string theory. Bum, bum, bum. We did it. Completed. I hope you got lucky tonight. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.